Welcome to The Wave, Seattle Wave Radio. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com, And be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness, and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. I'm your host, Lori Ness, and today we started the show out just a little bit differently. My guest um, today is rocker Dave Rude, and you may know him from the mega band Tesla. 
Uh, but Dave founded his own band prior to joining Tesla, and he continues not only with Tesla, but with the Dave Rude Band today. And his solo music past and present is fantastic. I wanted to highlight some of his music as much of it today as, as we could get on. Um, I've had Jeff Keith on in the past. You can find that interview at northwestprime.com or it's on iTunes. So I'm really happy to have Dave on as well. That was falling down from Dave's CD, Carry Me Home. And we're going to play some of his new music from this album that he has out um, just now. It's called The Key, and it's produced by Rat Pack Records. So they're really doing some great things over there at Rat Pack Records. They have uh, Pamela Moore, who was just on uh, last week. She was Sister Mary from Queensryche. You may remember um, her album is absolutely fantastic. And, again, Dave Rude's album is really, really great. We're going to go through that today. He's written just about every song on this on this new CD. That He has a, a huge writing ability as long as uh, also he is a great guitar player, as, as you just heard. So he's a talented uh, singer-songwriter and uh, musician. This album that just came out last month, The Key, it has – it looks like it's uh, one, two, three, four, five, about ten original songs on it. And then he did a remake of Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. So we're going to go through a lot of those today and then talk with him. Uh, Tesla's playing Sturgis tonight, and that's got to just be a thrill to play Sturgis. I've never been to Sturgis. I've always wanted to go. It's got to be a really wild and crazy event. And uh, we're going to get their thoughts on that as uh, as we connect with Dave here shortly. So I'm going to play right now. That, that was falling down from the last album that came out. We have a new album that's out, The Key, and it, it's, it shows a lot of flexibility in his writing. So we're going to play On My Own. This is one of my favorite songs off of this new album with uh, Dave Rude's band. And it's, this one's called On My Own again. And I'm going to play that, and we're going to try to get Dave on the phone. I will be right back.
don't know, an advantage or just a good thing about about us, you know, that we can. No, it's like no one's threatened by it, you know, and it's like we're all excited about it for other for other guys in the band to do their own thing, and it just um, really in the long run it it only improves Tesla because then you know we have stuff you know that we can that we might like but might not fit for Tesla, but it's still good and it's like just good as a different project, and it's like if you never were able to do anything with that, you might get frustrated, you know, not. And, not be as happy or, you know, might not want to write for Tesla, you know, whatever. It could just kind of lead to negativity. But if you have the time and the ability, you can do another separate project and put out on your own and, and kind of not get out of your system, but like, you know, give it, give it some validity and some credit and, and have it out there and see, you know, what the reaction is and, and then still come back to Tesla and, and then be you're you're like more energized for it. So you're like, cool, now now I really want to write some stuff for Tesla and I really want to go play these old Tesla songs and you know what I mean? It just kinda of gives you a, a little bit of distance and perspective and, and makes you appreciate Tesla that much more as well. Sure, yeah, absolutely. This this album at, at the very end, at at the end of the, the last song, it kinda of goes into this um cool groove guitar instrumental um that, that you did. Are are there any plans for you to kinda of expand on that? Because that, that was a really cool way that the album kinda of ended. Oh well thanks. Um you know yes, basically. Um but but kind of maybe in a different way than you're expecting because um that little track at the end um is uh actually sort of like an instrumental version of um of a song that's on the album called Afterlife. And what what happened is we were we were just like set up because we recorded all the basic tracks live in the room together. And I think like I think Mark Capitan, um our producer, I think he was like I don't know, messing with microphones, getting something ready on the you know, his tools they get ready to press record and so we were just kind of standing around waiting, jamming, and we were gonna do a take of Afterlife. And so I just started playing those chords just like softly and, you know, not paying attention to it. But then, you know, the other guys picked up on it and we kind of just did this long jam. Luckily, he had already pressed record and kind of just let it roll because then, you know, we obviously kept going for a few minutes and we all really liked it. Um, and uh, and at the end when I was, you know, putting together this album, I was like, man, I really like that little weird jam. It's a little bit out of tune. It's, it's definitely not perfect. You know, it's really just impromptu as hell. But... Um, I just love the vibe of it. So mm-hmm. so that was kind of a accident, you know, but I just really wanted it on there because it sounded pretty cool. But but as far as your question about an instrumental thing, definitely, because that's what I ended up hooking up with uh, Rat Pack Records um, with originally four. Because um, I wanted to put a new album. I haven't recorded it yet. I've been working on it for a while. And, um, you know, just a total guitar instrumental record, more like a Satriani kind of a and um and have that be roughly what it is, you know. Um and but then, then it turned out all the whole I have this record already recorded, so let's record release this first. But now that it's out, you know, that's um that's definitely one of the I'm considering because I've, I've been wanting to do this for for a while now. And so I, yeah, I, I I'm working on stuff to to possibly do an instrumental record or at least have a few like full blown instrumental songs on the record. You know what I mean? Right. No, it it was it was really a nice surprise at at the end. Um I was on a road trip over the weekend and I I was telling you um, before you came on, I played I, I almost 
played the music right off of the CD. I just wore that thing out. It was it's just such a great listening album from start to finish. It's just quality from the first song to all the way, just like I was saying, that instrumental thing going on at the end was just a great surprise. It was There's a lot of depth to this album. Um, you wrote all but one song on, on this CD. That was amazing. Do you write for other people too, or are you going to write for other people in the future? Or because I, I think I read um, somewhere that one of these albums or one of these songs you'd actually had in mind as a country song. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually do a lot of writing for for other people and for other purposes. That's kind of outside of Tesla. That's really my main thing. Um, uh, and it has been for the last few years now. It's, uh, I really, really love it. Um, I, I just I write pop songs with other songwriters, and then like try and get them pitched to artists. So I, I write them, but I don't want to sing them. You know what I mean? Like it's like like you know, Katy Perry usually doesn't write a lot of her songs, but other mm-hmm. people do. So I you know I work with pop producers in the Bay Area and do stuff like you know like that, like dance pop, Rihanna and that type of things. But then I go to Nashville. Um, uh, every few months and I write with a lot of really great writers out there and um, rock country stuff um, you know more mainstream country now is pretty much pop and rock just with sort of a southern twang and you know obviously just some lyrical themes but um, that's something I'm really pursuing pretty heavily and um, the song that's on the key uh, is called On My Own Again and that one I wrote uh, with, with my friend Doc Holiday in Nashville, and that was to pitch to a country artist. And we actually have a couple different versions with people, different people singing it as you know as a country song, and it totally works. But when when I was you know coming up with a final sort of package for this album, I was like, man, nine songs doesn't cut it. I wanted to be a full album, and why not I use that one from Nashville? Because that would be pretty cool. And the other cool thing about that song is that Charlie Kettis and Tesla played all the drums. Oh wow, cool! That, that's that's yes. that's that's probably my my favorite. It's hard to pick a favorite, but if I had to pick a favorite, I would pick that song for for whatever reason. I just there's just it's it's could really be a mainstream hit. I mean, it just it needs to be on on radio right now. I mean, that thing is radio ready, obviously, and it's I think it just has broad market appeal. It just really needs to get in the right hands because that one, I, I played it for other people and they're like, that is great. Who is it? I'm like, oh, that's Avery from Tesla. They're like, you're kidding. And I'm like, no, no. You've got to buy the album. Well, it's fantastic. You, <laughs> that's great. That's cool. I, I, you know, I think uh, I, I hope so too. You know, I think that it definitely has that sort of thing and it kind of has a rock song when I sing it like a rock dude. But if you have a, you know, a country twang singer, it works as a country song too. It's, 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 it could be one of those fields. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to get it out there. Yeah, no, it, it was great. It was. It's 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 on my playlist, on my personal playlist. Anyway, oh, cool. Just, so it could just rotate. I can. I just. I can't hear it enough. Um, and and that's why I've had a lot of response from people saying the same thing. Um, Sledgehammer though is also. It's the only one that you didn't write. That's that's on the album and. Yeah. Why did you pick Sledgehammer? Because you had an interesting take on it. It's real fresh, the way you guys did it. And when I was playing in the car, my husband, I don't hope Peter Gabriel's not listening, but he's like, I actually like that one better. But you did a really great <laughs> job with, with Sledgehammer. Wow. I was wondering why, why you picked that one. 
Thanks. Um, you know, we just tried it once at rehearsal one night, and for fun, I think. I, I don't remember. There wasn't, like, a grand design. It was just like, oh, let's do that song. Um, it just sounded killer right off the bat. We're like, whoa, this is neat because it's different. You know, like, I, I've... Obviously, with, with Tesla, we do covers. We did all covers record in 07, and, and it's it's fun, and, and we, we've done it a lot. But with with my my solo thing, I didn't really want to spend any time on covers because I just feel like if you're a new band, it's a waste of time to learn covers, um, at least to learn a lot of covers. You know, one or two is cool, but I, I'd rather would spend that time writing your new songs that's going to be better than a cover. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so 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 it was rare that we would do a cover. But it was so different. Like that, when we played that, it was like, whoa, this is. It's obviously still the same song, but it's so different that it actually kind of. It's almost like a new song. So like, it's it's worth investing time in, you know. And, and it just felt right. And people, everybody loved that song. It was such a huge hit, you know, in the '80s. And it's still on the radio today. That you know, Peter Gabriel's version. So. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody knows it, and every time we would do it live, people would be like, whoa, dude, I love that song, you know. And, it's like we do it a lot heavier because we're just a three-piece, so we don't have all the production, you know, bells and whistles like Peter Gabriel's version does. So it's really more like a really heavy blues version, just a lot of guitar solos and um, just groove, man. But it really makes you make you realize how great a song it was, too, that it works really well in two completely different contexts. Right, yeah. And I guess there was just kind of a, a freshness to it. It's like you were almost hearing it again for the first time, but it was just real familiar as well. Are, are you going to be touring? Open, yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's exactly what came across. Are you going to be touring on your own with, with this album at all, or how would you even fit that in? You know, uh, well, like you like said, we're pretty busy. And right now, um, definitely probably too busy with Tesla. Um to do anything. The band isn't actually really together, per se, anymore. We kind of stopped playing. It's not a huge breakup or anything. We just kind of stopped playing together because I got really good doing songwriting stuff. And um, so, you know, I might, if, if something comes up, you know, because the, the reaction has been really great to this, this record, that um, if, if people, you know, were clamoring for a show or I got some cool offers that, that made sense, I would definitely, you know, get some guys together and go out and do it, you know. Um, but right for now, it's more just a re- recorded project, you know, and um, it sh- shows would be an afterthought because we're out with Tessa for the rest of the summer and we're going to start working on the new Tessa album and I'm still obviously doing the songwriting stuff. So, you know, I'm pretty, pretty busy to, to, to try and start doing actual tours. But, you know, for a while there we were, man. We came out, to, came out to the Midwest a bunch and up and down the West Coast and obviously in the SFA area all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, if if you ever come to Seattle, let me know because I'd really love to get out and and hear you. I just saw you guys when you came through this area a couple months ago, and of course, you know, I'm just a, a huge Tesla fan. You guys did not disappoint. I, I knew you wouldn't, and of course, you did not. Um, it was it was just a fantastic concert. I was out in the audience with the people. Everybody was just having such a great time, and that's that's just typical of a, a Tesla concert. You came into Tesla though. Um, Frank Cannon actually had found you on MySpace, and so you you were kind of the the, the new guy in Tesla. And so I'm how did were you apprehensive at all about about coming because it almost went seamless. You know, a lot of times when a new guy comes in, people will be like, "Wait, who, who's the new guy?" But when you came into Tesla, you're not the new guy. You've been with them for years now. But 
you know, um, people were like, hey, the new guy's pretty good, you know, and uh, it just seemed like from from our standpoint that it just kind of went seamless. But did it feel like that to you? You know, honestly, it really did. It was it was just about the luckiest, you know, situation you could dream of with, with something like that because you, you're totally right. Most of the time there's some sort of, I don't know, resistance or weirdness or, I don't know, hiccups, I don't know, or, or just an even full-blown negativity where people don't like the new person, you know. Um, and I was very lucky, man, from day one, the, the fans really embraced me really, um, really strongly. So that, that was just a huge difference. I'm just a really the greatest fan in the world and lots of diehards that follow us around and, you know, come on, people have flown all over the world to see us and people travel. Like every show, there's always at least a few people who've driven from another state to be there, you know. Um and, and we're so lucky to have that, and, and the fact that, that that they were still welcoming to have, you know, me come in. Um, so that that was really, really lucky. And then the guys in the band are all very cool and down to earth, so they always made me feel really comfortable and, you know, wanted, you know. It wasn't like, oh, God, it's just you guys suck. You know, it was like, it was great. And, then, you know, encouraged me to, to write and contribute and be a part of the band, you know. So it's it's been really cool. Yeah, well, you know, Tesla has this connection. You all have this this connection that not that is, is almost rare between a fan and the band over longevity. The fans have been really loyal to you. You guys have been really loyal to the fans. Um, you're always always doing something that's helping someone out. And if, if people follow you on Facebook or on your website, you guys are always supporting um, a cause. There's always something that you guys are, whether it's leukemia walk or more Oklahoma. I, would, I do want to talk about more. You guys had a, sure. a, a, a T-shirt and um, a fundraiser that you guys did for more. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I have to tell people that um, my brother ordered one of those um, T-shirts he, he wanted. He's a big Tesla fan, and he ordered a shirt. And, and you cool. guys didn't advertise this, but what came when, when he bought the shirt and the CD an autograph picture from the whole band came with that. It wasn't advertised that that would be part of the package when when that happened, but but that came and it thrilled him to death. He was oh, cool. uh, it, it was completely unexpected. It just already in, endeared you guys even more to him because that's just the way Tesla is. And and th- this more shirt that that you guys had out for for more Oklahoma, he gets stopped all. He loves to wear that shirt. He's proud to wear it. He gets stopped from people all the time asking if he's from more, and he'll say no, and he'll tell them about Tesla, and and people will be like, oh man, we didn't have any idea. They're taken back by that, and they're just oh, it cool. just makes people want to support you guys even more, and more for more. And I, I wanted people to know that you know, that, that you guys were are doing that. And this autograph that, that came from the band, it wasn't even something that was even advertised as part of the package. It was just a surprise for the fan that even came. And it was and it it was absolutely just a, a, a gift, and, and it was received in such a way as well. Uh, well, that's great. You know, we we like to, to help out when, whenever we can. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just a rock band, but it's, it's something we can, you know, we've, there's a way we can help people, you know, who need it. You know, we're always super happy to do it, you know. Right, right. Well, um, on on your album, when people could pre-order it, they, they, they could pre-order and get the CD, a T-shirt, an autograph. There was kind of like a bundle thing. But one of the things that you offered to do was personally call people. And I want to yeah. know if, 
anyone pick you up on that and, and, and kind of how that went? You know, it was really fun, and a lot of people did. It was really a cool, nice, you know, outpouring of support. And, um, yeah, I spent a whole afternoon on the phone calling people up and saying hi and thanks for the record, find the record, and just sort of chatting with them a little bit. And um, it was really neat. Yeah, I haven't heard of that, either, you know, before either. Um, they did that. Rat Pack Records did it with Pamela Moore's album that came out like a week or two before mine. But other than, than Rat Pack, I haven't heard of anyone doing that. So I, I definitely like that idea. Um, and um, it was cool just to talk to people. And, you know, and it's a small project, you know, so the people that buy it, I don't know, it means a lot. You know, it means a lot when anyone buys your record, but especially when it's a smaller thing, and, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to have a personal connection. And, and what's been great is that, that that whole fan bundle thing really kicked in before most of our tour dates. Like, we, we were kind of touring with Tesla already, but um, we got real busy um, probably the week after um, I made all the fan calls. And, and so since then, I've actually gotten to meet a lot of those people because it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and see Tesla next month in Ohio or whatever, and I'll wear the shirt. And so then because they have the, the, the Dave for President shirt, and I'll see them in the crowd and, like, point out of the video, they'll say hi afterwards or whatever. Like, I met a guy last night in, in Dayton, Ohio. He came up. I was signing at the Mercy and he came up and um, and uh, said hi and, you know, like, it was cool. Man. It, was, it was neat to see them and to meet them in person after talking to one phone. Oh, definitely. Because yeah, you know that that that's so rare, and they have to be huge fans probably to 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 buy that that part of the bundle. So it had to be a big experience, you know, a once in a lifetime experience for them as well. Yeah, totally. And that that was another cool thing about the the bundle stuff that Rat Pack does. Is that I, I think it's really neat because they make it an experience. Like you get all the, uh, the fan call, obviously, but even just the other stuff like. Which I think some of the other stuff is still available too. Like they, they were selling these little miniature uh, Les Paul guitars and you know this cool hat with like raised up dining plating stuff on the bill, like weird stuff like that. I just thought was so neat, you know, because everyone has a shirt and a CD, you know, but but to have different stuff and for some of their other artists, they have like coffee signature coffees and you know which we're talking about doing something like that too. And, um, I, I like that sort of fan experience because, like I said, it's a smaller sort of niche market, and these are the people that are into this, like, and they want something special that's to remember and limited edition. It's something you can hold. It's not just oh, let me just go download it on my phone. It's like they want the, the whole experience and be a part of it. And I think that's really cool. It's something that I hope sticks around just in general for music, you know. Yeah, definitely, because you know, for, for so long the, the artist has always seemed so um, out of touch as far as uh, uh, communicating back and forth with the fans. And that's something that social media has really brought even closer as well. So, so many artists now are on Twitter or they're on Facebook, and they're having these um, closer connections kind of to the fan. And then, of course, this, actually calling them up. That even t- I mean, you can't get much closer than that one. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's fantastic for the fan because it really is a a fan's dream come true, uh, to, you know, to to be able to experience something like that. So I think it was whoever whoever brainchild that was was uh, you know, and, and you're great for even uh, signing on to to do that. I'm sure you know they present that maybe to some other artists and then they go, nah, I really don't want to do that. But um but for you 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 were you were right right into it. So I'm I, I'm glad oh, it was a good experience. 
Yeah, no, it was, it was really fun. You know, like and like you said with Tessa, we always are really, you know, interactive with the fans and all. And I always with with the RB. You know, it wasn't it wasn't that much of a to, to talking to people and and going out and saying hi. So it was it was really a fun experience. Yeah, um, Tessa has a new song coming out um, uh, soon, here next week, actually. Uh, Taste My Pain comes out next. Yeah, on the 13th it comes out. And then the album actually comes out on in in uh, 2014, though, I think, right? Yeah, because that, that's the only one that is done and ready, but uh, we've been working on a lot of new stuff, so it'll be uh, early 14 we're hoping. Uh, but t- Taste My Pain, are you guys going to be adding that to the set list then? You know, we've been playing it every night for probably two months now on stage, yeah. So it's every night we'll, you'll get it. Great, great. That's, that's yeah. So people need to know that that's in the set list and they're going to be able to get it when it comes out on the 13th. So that's really cool. I noticed that at the concert that I was at, there was a lot of military, and it, it seems like the military really supports you guys in and, and, and the same way you guys really have a love for the military. You mentioned something about that when you were on stage that night. And it didn't go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there was a lot of military in um, in the audience, and they were just they were telling me about their stories about Tesla and how they love Tesla and how Tesla supported the military. I already knew that, but but they just wanted to share that information with me, and it it was just remarkable how much um, love and support came from from the the troops actually for for you guys. Oh yeah, we're we're super supportive of of military and the and you know the police too. Man, we we just tons of respect. So we always. We always talk to them, and you know, sometimes they <laughs> have meet and greets and stuff. And up in Seattle, there's uh, the the Wounded Warrior Project up there, and we we've spent some mm-hmm. meet and greets with them, and, and um, you know, just talk to people, and it's always really cool. Cause we just, you know, appreciate it so much because there's there's no way we could do this without them doing what they do. You know, they do a lot better than what we do. So yeah, we just we appreciate it, you know, immensely. Well, yeah, um, the, the Wounded Warrior Project is really a, a great organization up here in Seattle, uh, but it's, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of moving across the country as well, and 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 rightfully, rightfully so. You know, that's you know, you don't want to take care of your troops. You know, you send them out to yeah. do a, a, a dangerous service. You got to take care of them. That's the responsibility that we have. You know, we send them off. Right. You got to take care of them when they come back. So, um, do you Absolutely. have any Seattle connections? You know, we have a lot of great guitarists up here in Seattle, and you're a great guitarist, and great guitarists usually know other great guitarists. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, I know a few guys up there. I know, uh, well, we're friends with all the Queen's right guys, so that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And they're they're fucking great. Um, but, gosh, I don't know. I I love all the Seattle bands that came out in the 90s, you know, but I'm not friends with them. I'd love to be friends with Jerry Cantrell and, and all those things, but we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you were a Guns N' Roses fan, right? Oh yeah, I still am, and I, I, that's that's uh, one of, if not my favorite bands ever. Yeah. You know, Death is bouncing around up here. Oh, how, you know, actually, that that reminds me. I'm friends with Mike Squire, a guitar player in Loaded, um, his uh, his other side project, and they're fantastic. And if, if you like mm-hmm. rock and like. With a little bit different sort of twist to it, Loaded is amazing. And I've been a big fan of Loaded for years now. Um, and then his other new band, Walking Papers, is also really killer. 
Yeah, it's, it's just amazing how much talent that that comes out of just just bands like like Guns N' Roses. They were just talented individually. Tesla, talented individually. That you, you just seen that 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 the musician talent pool just runs so deep, and it's just so evident in, in the music that you're producing on your last album. Um, and and then this album as well. I want to play for everybody the the title song off of this album before I let you go. The key, and uh, you wrote that with um, Josh Schmidt and Marco Guzman. And do you want to tell us a little bit about that song as well? Yeah, yeah, that that one we wrote together pretty much as a band. Um, uh, it's just a cool, sort of heavy tune, and it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, kind of. I mean, it wasn't. There wasn't like a scene behind the record when we were making it, but at the same time, it, at the end, there 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 are some sort of running themes throughout, and, and I'd say the main one is is just sort of, you know, sticking to what you believe, and, and um, I don't know, staying true to yourself, you know, in the face of adversity, kind of things like that. But which which for me, obviously, is is taken into a specific realm of, you know, the music industry and trying to make it in a band and and just sort of still doing what you want, even if it's harder that way and, um, you know, kind of sticking to your guns. And, and that's, uh, that's that song is pretty much about that, you know, and, and kind of just doing what you want to do uh, and even, right. even if you have to make a lot of sacrifices for it, which, you know, anyone in a, you know, in a hardworking band does. Um, and usually without any money to, to to pay off at the end, you still just do it. So so it's uh, it's it's a hard sort of I don't know grind, but it's it's fun and it's a labor of love. Everybody's here because they love to do it. So that kind of is what that song's about.
play also is One Night, One Day, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that, too, because I, I had kind of played it a little bit while I was getting you on the phone. And um, mm-hmm. can you give me a little background on that one as well? Yeah, that one, um, actually, the main riff, a friend of mine, Dan Bruce, wrote um, years and years ago, before this band even was happening. And, and, um, and then I wrote the chorus, and then kind of came together, and then Marco came up with this little change to the riff at the end, and sort of slowly formed into what it ended up being. Um, and But I just always loved that song. And so in the different formations of DRB, I always would play it. And um, just really hooky. I just loved it. Um, so, you know, I definitely wanted to include it. And we were, we were doing it live back in those days, too. Um, but that song actually is kind of about reincarnation, <laughs> which is funny because a lot of people don't get that. But um, just kind of... Yeah, just uh, like the first, the first lyrics, been here before, same key, different door, you know. Right, um, right. I guess it's just kind of about that concept, you know. Mhm. Yeah, it's just again, it's just it's just one of the the, the, the great ones off of off of this album that I just play that the heck out of. let you go Dave I really appreciate that that you came on and I want to encourage everybody to get out and see uh, Tesla and keep in touch with Dave at the same time and if, if you do get out to uh, to uh, play on on your album you know mm-hmm. it'll it'll be just as good as, as Tesla because it's it's just that, that quality of an album so thank you well, thank very you so very much. much for coming on and the people can go to DaveRoodBand.com to find out more information Yes, DaveRoodBand.com wow. or, or Rat Pack Records, R-A-G-P-A-K Records.com. Got it. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Dave, for coming on. Hey, I mean, you guys are in Sturgis tonight, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow, okay. Um, what is that like to, to play Sturgis? Have, have you guys played there before? Oh, yeah, a bunch of times. It's great. Man. It's yes. Bunch of, man, it's, it's, always a, it's a great experience. And it's a little surreal, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Lots of bike fans. <laughs> <Lots> of- <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I bet, and I bet they're all huge Tesla fans as well. All right, yeah, well, yeah. Um, we're going to go out, and thanks, Dave, for coming on, and I really appreciate it. I encourage everyone to buy this album because it is just fantastic from start to finish. So thank you. Thank you very, very much for coming on. Uh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Um, have a great tour. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Take care. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, we're going to play, um, let's play uh, One Night, One Day. I started to play that before. We'll go ahead and play that now. And uh, I encourage you to get to DaveRudeBand.com and go to iTunes and download this album because it's just quality from beginning to end. So thank you, Dave, for coming on, and have a great day.
Seattle Wave Radio, always on. 